Welcome back to Reflections from WT. This is the podcast that we do once a month. My name is Randy Ray. I'm the Director of Broadcast Engineering, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Walter Windler. Today's a topic that I'm really passionate about. Are you? Yeah, yeah, international programs. You know, I took 75 Texas Aggies to a place in Fellini, Valdano, about 40 miles or 35 miles south of, actually kilometers south of Florence on the Arno River, Mm. a monastery. We stayed there for the whole semester, living in a monastery. And the monastery was never the same. The Aggies were never the same. The (laughs) priests that were, there were still priests running the monastery. They were never the same. Nobody was ever the same after that. Well, I'm I'm glad you said that, Um, because I believe that too. I believe that once you study abroad, you're never the same. And that's why I'm excited about our guest today, Ms. Carolina Galloway. Carolina, welcome. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Dr. Wendler. I appreciate the opportunity to be here today and talk to you and everybody about study abroad. Yeah. So tell me why you are so passionate about study abroad. Wow, that that can go on for a while. (laughs) Let me just (laughs) tell you, I've always loved traveling, and I believe that I've experienced myself the positive effects and the benefits of of traveling and being immersed in a different culture, all the opportunities that have come up for me personally, everything has shaped who I am today, both professionally, personally. Based on my personal experience is that I want other people to experience the same. I want other people to venture and and travel so that they can also take advantage of all the, the benefits of traveling, being immersed in, in a new country, in a new place, yeah, somewhere yeah. that they can be a little bit challenged, but also they experience the personal and professional growth that it can bring. So you where were you raised? So I was born and raised in Ecuador. So how, how old were you when you traveled for the first time? Uh, internationally, 14. 14. So you're pretty young. Yes. Yeah. And how did that change you? Well, uh, okay. First of all, just for context, I'm from a coastal city in Ecuador, close to Colombia, Mm -hmm. in the north, close to the border with Colombia. So I was 14 years old. My biggest culture shock when I came to the United States, that was my first uh, international trip was donuts for breakfast. <laughs> uh, you that. know, as a kid, here I am with a load of fried sugary bread <laughs> and I could eat as many as I wanted yeah. to. And of course, that is not something that I was e- used to before. Uh, so that was my first experience with culture shock. I just thought, wow, people eat you know, fried bread topped with sugar (laughs) and all these things for breakfast. You know, I think at that point, I started learning how how different things are in other places and assimilating, even though it was a very young age, you know, that people are different and their customs in other places can be very different, but enriching at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly true. You know, every place has its own customs and people really are different. But when you scratch at the surface a little bit and get below the surface, there are some common conditions of the human existence, the human condition, you know, that are the same everywhere. I've always yeah. gotten a kick wherever I've traveled, and I've traveled all over, wherever I've traveled. If you tell a mother-in-law joke, everybody laughs. I mean, <laughs> that is right. You know, it's yeah. just that the way is, it is. That is so and, true. And it's part of, it's, it's, it's almost in the DNA of people and how things work. It's really interesting. And that's, to me, was a, 
lesson uh, the first time I traveled. I traveled all over the U.S., but I'd never been overseas until I took these Texas Aggies to Italy. Yeah, I, I, I like how you put that. I also really, really like this quote from Mark Twain that says, Travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one's little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. I like that quote. Yeah. And I've used that in class too. And if, if you are ever in any of my classes for any length of time, you will hear me say, if it was up to me, every student that comes to West Texas A&M would be required to study abroad. I know you do. <laughs> yes, yeah. definitely. I, 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 I just, I just, I think about how it changed me. And not only did I get to see other cultures and other people, and like Dr. Windler said, I got to see how we are similar, but I also came home more appreciative of my home. And that is something I see a lot in students as well. Yes, the majority of students, as soon as they come back from study abroad, the first thing they tell me is, I want to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. They are already planning their next adventure, and I love that. But there is a percentage of students also that comes back thinking, I appreciate my own country much more right. now because they probably discovered certain things that they were taking for granted before, and now they became more aware of how things are different in other places. Therefore, they appreciate what they have here. So that's, that's another benefit, another positive of travel. Yeah, I, I love in my Intro to Media Comm class talking about culture and because culture is, makes us who we are. And when you talk about the Texas Panhandle culture or American culture, it really defines who we are. But also, I think it's great to get to go other places because I think a lot of students have grown up in Texas Panhandle and, and really don't realize how different people can be and similar, too. I, I love that. I love that part. Carolina, let me ask you, you've traveled a, a, a lot. Tell me about one of your trips, someplace that really resonated with you. Many years ago, I traveled to Argentina. This was a family vacation. And I was, you know, still relatively young with my, my mom and my siblings. We went to Buenos Aires and I was just captivated by the culture, honestly, in Buenos Aires. There was so much history. I remember we went to see a tango show and that mm -hmm. was so, so unique. I mean, it was not only dance itself, but I remember my grandfather used to listen to tango music when he was still alive and I was a little kid. So I think it connected me to Sundays listening to tango with my grandfather. And I think that was a yeah. very special moment. Can you, da can you dance yeah. to tango? I took some lessons, but I can't really say that I do dance. Dr. Winter, how about you? <laughs> no, I'm not a tango guy. <laughs> no, it, it was, uh, you know, just fascinating to see, yeah, yeah. to see that. Dr. Winter, you have talked in, in, in our many conversations through the years, you've talked about your trip to Vietnam. I thought that was really intriguing. Speak yeah, to that, that was, a little bit. Well, we went over there to look at starting a private university built on the sort of Western model of uh, education. It was interesting. And this one now was how long ago? This was, well, it was at the turn of the century. That makes it sound like a long time ago. But it was 20 years ago. We were in South Vietnam uh, in Ho Chi Minh City, Saigon, and uh, looked at universities there and met a lot of people, industrialists and all kinds of people. 
and traveled to North Vietnam, to uh, Hanoi, and also saw just a lot of different things. It's it's a it was a intriguing place to me. And the does energy, the war still resonate over there? Yeah, you know it's interesting. It does. And one of the things that was remarkable to me that John McCain was seen as a tremendous hero in Vietnam, not just South Vietnam. But in North Vietnam, we actually saw the prison where he was held. We stayed in the Hanoi Hilton for a few days, mm-hmm. the, the real Hanoi Hilton, where the service and everything was just remarkable. I, I've never seen a, anything like it in any U.S. hotel. It would be uh, the equivalent of the best hotels in New York or Chicago or San Francisco. It's right on par with them. But the Hanoi Hilton, where McCain stayed, was literally right across the street. It was a prison. It was right in downtown Hanoi. We went there and toured that, and it was remarkable. But the people there admired him, even though he was bombing North yeah. North Vietnam because he was a brave man and would not turn back from his commitment to doing his job and so on and so forth, which I thought spoke in some ways strongly about the character and nature of Vietnamese uh, people to me. Yeah, hardworking, very diligent. Everybody, it seemed like millions. I know it wasn't on these little motor scooters, you know, just buzzing in and out of traffic. No traffic lights on the corners. You think people are going to get killed, and they just don't. I saw a family one time on a on a Vespa, a step through, you know, motor scooter. Basically, mm-hmm. it was a a father with a girl, a little daughter between his legs, a mother on the back holding another child. He was smoking a cigarette and he was texting and driving that motorcycle, <laughs> weaving in and out of traffic. I was on a bus, but I watched him. I watched him, and it was just amazing to me. Yeah. Level of concentration and focus and so on. Yeah. Um, and here, and maybe appropriately, they probably would have been arrested for child endangerment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to text <laughs> and drive. It was just, uh, it, was, it was a remarkable place, a lot of energy and intensity in it. Yeah. And a strong commitment to, especially in South Vietnam, to free enterprise. Very strong commitment. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to be gone for about 60 seconds. When we come back, I want to talk about some places I visited. And then I want to talk, Carolina, to you about uh, if students are interested in studying abroad, what scholarships and help they can get. Sounds great. Yeah, we'll be back in 60 seconds. West Texas A&M University is the Panhandle's university. With a commitment to serving the region and the world, WT is proud to put people, programs, and places first. We are a strong community, a herd of buffaloes proud to call West Texas home. Learn more at wtamu.edu. Welcome back to episode number 43, Reflections from WT. Today we're talking about study abroad, travel abroad, and we're talking to Carolina Galloway, uh, the study abroad director. Carolina, you were really helpful. I have led a couple of study abroads. In 2017, I took a group to England where we got to go to see, and I still, this has got to be the coolest uh, study abroad class that's ever happened. We went and looked at the Beatles (laughs) and the influence of the Beatles. We also looked at the influence of C.S. Lewis, so that was really interesting. We got to meet the secretary of the Beatles. We got to meet the secretary of C.S. Lewis, so that was really a a cool trip. What a unique thing to do. And then in 2018, I took a group of grad students 
along with our engineer, Dane Glenn, our new engineer, Dane Glenn, we went to Israel and we made a film for Texans for Israel over there. We got to be on the West Bank, got to be in the Golan Heights. Again, I came home both trips more appreciative of not only being able to go over there, but coming home. And I think sometimes we get lax in our appreciation of our home. And so uh, I, I think students felt that same way too. Carolina, tell me if there are students that want to study abroad, but they need help. How can you help them? Okay. First of all, WT is wonderful in the sense that we actually have a scholarship specifically for students who study abroad or intern abroad. My office can fund anywhere from $500 to $5,000, depending on the study abroad program they are going to. So typically a student going for a summer program, let's say somewhere between two and four weeks, will receive between 500 to 1000 student going for a long semester abroad can receive up to $5,000, depending on their financial need, depending on their GPA, certain factors that we look at when we're making that decision. So students studying abroad take advantage of the International Education Fee Scholarship because we really want to help you. The funding is available there. We just need you to apply for it. So come just apply. Talk, yes, come yeah. to our office, talk to us about it. Once you are approved for your study abroad program, we will guide you through the process of applying. It's very simple, but we definitely want you to take advantage of that initial scholarship. In addition, we also allow you to use financial aid, so any grants, loans, or scholarships that you receive on campus, departmental scholarships or some other academic need-based scholarships can be also used to study abroad. And we can also help you identify any scholarships outside of WT. Say, for example, Gilman, the Fund for Education Abroad, the Boren Scholarship. There is a number of competitive scholarships outside of WT that we can also help you identify and apply for. Now, it's important to mention those are competitive. So there's yeah, no... a lot of people. Yes, students will have to apply and compete against hundreds or thousands thousands of students across the U.S., but if they receive it, that's another financial help that they can get yeah. that goes towards their program. Dr. Winter, we were talking over the break, and you, you mentioned maybe there's a single parent that has kids that just can't travel abroad. What is there on campus for people like that? Well, I think the this sort of intercultural experience, getting to meet people from other cultures and other societies, uh, provides, it's not the same thing, obviously, as traveling abroad, but it does acquaint people with people from different parts of the, the world and so on and so forth. And it's one of the great benefits to me of having international students. Obviously, the international student comes to the U.S. and gets a, what I consider to be a good quality education at a very reasonable price right here at WT. But they also, in coming, bring an experience to our students who possibly can't travel for one reason or another. And, you know, and more and more, for example, you mentioned single parents. Our average age now is over 26 for our students. And mm -hmm. 20 years ago, it was 20 or 21 mm -hmm. or 22. The world is changing, and more and more we're seeing demographics shift, and people are coming back to school later in life. Uh, maybe when they graduated high school, it wasn't the right time to study Maybe they have a job and they see the opportunity to get a promotion or advancement in their careers is coupled to a college education. So they find, and it's one of the reasons why distance education is so important. Mm -hmm. 
And by the way, we educate a large number of internationals via uh, digital education because they can stay home. And that doesn't bring the benefit that I'd like to see when they come to the States uh, and come here to Canyon, Texas. But it's still a benefit, I think, of uh, expanding everyone's horizons. What, we've had, we have international students from how many countries? I think about 30 or something yeah, like that. Maybe crazy. a little bit more. Yeah. might be 40, yeah. you know, and it, and it vacillates because we may have one from one country. And when they graduate, we don't get another one. But it's, it's in the 30s, somewhere in the 30s. I don't track that carefully, but I always hear about it at graduation because the provost always announces how many, <laughs> how many different That's, countries yeah. are, are represented. And I think a lot of people are surprised uh, to see that at West Texas A&M University, right here in the panhandle, that we have so many international yeah. students. And they do. They, they add a very important measure of experience to the campus that, that people benefit from. You. Well, I always throw our guests a curveball. And this one's an easy one. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna lob this one. We'll see. You. We'll see when this is yes. easy. Let's Since we're talking it. about international travel, I-, I would like to ask both of you: Where's the place that you would like to visit? One of the places on my bucket list next is gonna be Iceland. I have a student from Iceland this semester. In fact, really? I, yeah, I advised her yesterday. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to contact her. <laughs> yeah. uh, there is uh, something about Iceland that, you know, I feel like it's such a unique place it is. It that is. I, I would love to visit one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Winner, what about you? You know, I don't, ha- I really don't have a, uh, a particular place that I, that I would like to go now. I've been to a lot of places and I find them all of interest, but... I might like to go to a desert region for some reason. I feel like I'm close to one now. I want to see what <laughs> yeah. one, of, one of the real yeah. one looks like. You know, it's just how important it is. Yeah. You know, I just think it would be, be interesting to be in a place that I haven't been before. Yeah. It reminds me of this T.S. Eliot quote that I was going to mention before, and it's a, it's from the, the little getting. It says, we shall not cease from exploration, and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. It's powerful. It's powerful in in terms of our own journeys. It's powerful in personal relationships. That idea of coming and seeing something fresh is very important. Very important. So we will leave on that note. Carolina, are there any uh, current trips that are coming up? Yes. I'm excited to announce that. We have a good number of programs for next May and summer sessions. So first of all, we have the South Africa program that most people have heard about over the Thanksgiving break. But we're also very excited about six other programs that will be happening over May and summer. So we have, for example, the College of Education and Social Sciences will be continuing their program in Mexico, Las Clavelinas. The Spanish department will be traveling to the Dominican Republic. The Art, Theater, and Dance program will be going to Scotland. We have the History Department will be going to four different places in Eastern Europe. We have the College of Business will be traveling to Austria, Switzerland, and Germany. And Environmental Sciences traveling to Japan also in the summer next year. So we are very excited about all of these new opportunities for students. Lots of buffs abroad. Absolutely, yeah. yes. This is going to be um, right. a great year. Well, uh, let's uh, leave with that T.S. Eliot thought and never stop exploring. Love that. All right. We will see you next time on Reflections from WT. Thank you so much.